John Carter has a heart for the people of Russia and Ukraine. He's been there 49 times. He's walked their streets, lived in their homes, eaten at their tables, and laughed and wept with them. He knows their hopes and their fears. He now tells us what he believes we need to do during this time of great crisis. Welcome to John Carter's Russia and Ukraine. When war strikes, what are we called to do? I believe this. This is coming from, this is coming from my soul. I believe that there is tremendous, incomprehensible power in the prayers of the people of God. I believe we should pray for world leaders that God will change their hearts. The Bible tells us back in the Old Testament about a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. He was a mighty tyrant. He was a despot. He was a cruel man. And the Bible tells me Daniel prayed for him and God worked a miracle in the heart of King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, I'm going to quote to you from Daniel chapter 2 and verse 19 to 21. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. Now, wait for it. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Listen, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is going to come in great power and great glory and he is still in charge of this world and he is still in charge of the universe. Some people think that with all of this talk about nuclear war that the powers of earth are going to destroy the earth and nothing is going to be left except just a a heap of ashes. I want to tell you today, nothing will destroy this earth because Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords and he's going to come back for his people. Can you tell us about the leader of atheism in Ukraine in 1995? We were running a campaign in the great city of Kiev and we had tremendous opposition because whenever God does something great, the devil gets tremendously irritated and anxious. <laughs> but we saw the power of God. We saw 
tremendous crowds coming to the meetings. 100,000 people couldn't even get into the first meeting. The interest was so great. And then we had this tremendous baptism in the cold waters of the Dnieper River when 3,500 precious Ukrainian souls were baptised. My friend, my heart today is with the people of God in Ukraine. My heart cries out, Oh God, please come and rescue your people. After our final baptism, a man came to me and he carried this little silver crucifix. You can put it on your tie, but I don't normally wear these things. But I took it from him. It was an act of grace. I accepted it humbly. The man told me who he was. He'd been a colonel in the army of Ukraine. And in the days of the communists, it was his job as a professor of atheism and communism to brainwash the Ukrainian young men and women in the doctrines of atheism and communism and Marxism. But he came to the meetings. (laughs) He saw and he felt the power of God. And God took this man who'd been an atheist, a, a militant atheist, a promoter of the doctrines of communism, and God changed his heart. And we baptized him. I tell you, my friend, no one is too bad for God. No situation is too hard for God. And today we are praying for the people of Ukraine. When calamity strikes, should we only pray? When calamity strikes, what should we as the Christian church do? Should we simply pray? I'm going to read you one of the most disturbing passages in the whole of Holy Scripture. I'm going to take my old Bible. I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter 25 and verse 34 and onwards. I want you please to notice these powerful words. Matthew 25 and verse 34 and onwards. Then the king say to those on his right hand, who is the king? The king is Christ. This is King Jesus. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This is judgment day. This is the inauguration of the kingdom of God. So he says, inherit the kingdom. Verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And if Jesus was speaking these words today, he would add, 
I was in Ukraine. I'd lost my family. I was destitute. I was naked. I was in Ukraine. And you came to me. And you brought me medicines. And you brought me food. The text goes on to say, verse 37, then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did, you see, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty or give you drink? When did we see you in Ukraine? When did we see you in Nepropetrovsk, Kharkov, Odessa, Kiev? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. It's an amazing truth that in the judgment, we are not going to be judged according to the perfection of our theological ideas. We're not going to be saved or lost because of our intellectual capacity or lack of that capacity to understand truth. The truth is tremendously important. Jesus said that in the last judgment, our fate is going to be decided by how we treated people, poor people, suffering people. Because inasmuch as we have done it under one of the least of these, we've done it unto Christ. Therefore, my friend... We are called to be the hands and the feet of Christ and the cutter report by the grace of God and with your help is determined to do something about it. And we want you to join us. Can you tell us about the Chernobyl disaster and the Chernobyl people who came to your meetings? How can I ever forget Chernobyl? In the year 1986, when the communists were still running the place, there was a meltdown at one of the re nuclear reactors in the town of Chernobyl, not far from Kiev. It became hell on earth and there were thousands and thousands of people living in that part of the world and a great noxious cloud went up as though it was coming out of the bowels of hell. The Ukrainian soldiers and firemen showed tremendous courage. We got actual Soviet footage. We put it in our documentary, 
Victory at Kiev that you can get if you write to us and ask for it. Victory at Kiev. But the fireman went in there with no safety coverage to try to get rid of the radiation. The pilots flew in their helicopters and dropped stuff on the reactor to try to put out the fire. But you can't put out the fire of hell. Beverly, my wife, who's got a heart for God and a heart for people, children, visited and like a hospice for little children who were the victims of Chernobyl. In fact, the US Air Force joined forces with the Carter Report and flew in tons and tons and tons of Carter Report medical equipment. Thank God. They gave us this great Hercules plane, flew it in. I had the privilege of arranging for it to land in Kiev. Can you believe it? Then one night after one of the great meetings in the great palace of sport in Kiev, a group of people wanted to see me. I mean, that we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people. These people had come in a bus from Chernobyl. They were our church members from Chernobyl. Going back to 1995, it's a long time ago, and they had a young pastor. I said, you're the pastor? He said, yes, these are my church members. This is my flock. I said to him privately, do you know it's dangerous to stay there? You could die. Have you ever thought of leaving? He said, never, never, never. How can I leave my people? They're the people, my friend. They're the people of Ukraine. They're worthy of our support. God has got his people in every nation, including communist China, where there's probably 100 million Christians. But God has got his people today in Russia. He's got his people in Ukraine. He's got his people in America. He's got his people around the world. And we have a responsibility to be the hands and the feet of Christ, to bring to God's suffering people all the help we can, all the help we can manage, all the help we can do. I appeal to you, stand with us, please. I am told that your wife, Beverly, visited orphanages across Russia and Ukraine. Why did she go with the Carter Report team members to these special places? Uh, Beverly has visited with team members uh, orphanages right across Russia, 
uh, starting in Moscow, Nizhny Novgorod, going across Siberia, Irkutsk, Volgograd, um, other places. Uh, then in Ukraine, she visited places in Kiev, Nepropetrovsk, uh, Kharkov, that's almost been wiped off the face of the planet, Odessa, Zaporozhye, and she went because of the need. And there she met some of the most beautiful people in the world, doctors and nurses. She came back and she said to me, John, I'm amazed by the, by the grace in these people, the doctors and the nurses working for next to nothing. So she's tried to do this with the support of team members because we believe that this is the fruitage of the gospel of Christ. Now we're going to try to reach out. We are reaching out to the people over there again. My friends, my brothers and my sisters over there, my mothers, my fathers, my children, please join us. Great cities in Ukraine are now devastated. What has been your reaction to these unspeakable tragedies? I'm horrified. To me, this is intensely personal, not just to me. The Carter Report team has worked there, I guess, more than any other uh, ministry. We, 49 times we've been there, in winter and in summer. We don't say this to boast, just a fact, so that you'll know that we, we feel tremendous sorrow for these people. I can't tell you much now, but right now we are, right now, we're working on, what can I tell you, but we're working on saving people and smuggling them to get them out of impossible situations. As Christians, we must pray for peace. Now listen to what I'm going to say because this goes against our natural grain. It probably goes against your grain and mine. We should avoid at this time hateful speech. And I wish politicians would avoid hateful speech. We don't cure hate with more hate. We are called to love our enemies. This is the teaching of Christ. The problem is most of us don't know what he even taught. When we speak words of hate, we add to all the hatred in the world. When we talk words of love, we lessen the hatred in the world. Have you heard of the born fools in Russia, in the Gulag Archipelago? Did you know that 60 or 70 million people died murdered by the communists 
how quickly we forget. Well, in one camp, there was a group of Baptist Christians. When the communist guards would come around and beat up some of the prisoners who were obnoxious people themselves, these Baptist Christians would say, stop beating them, beat us instead. What, are you mad? Are you a born fool? The Baptists would say, when you beat them, they're atheists, they curse and they swear and more hate goes out into the world. When you meet us, we will bless you and love you. The communists call them born fools. Oh, that all of us would become, in that sense, born fools, that we'd stop all the, the hate in politics and everything, and there's plenty of hate to go around. Instead of hate, we'd pour out love into the world. How can we give to relieve the suffering of the Ukrainian people? There are many very excellent organisations that are working to do this. There's ADRA. Um, ADRA is an excellent organisation. We support it. And if you have confidence in us, you can support the Carter Report because we have got a team of friends and acquaintances on the ground there. What cities have you visited in Ukraine? <laughs> what cities? Uh, so many. Kiev, the capital, Nepropetrovsk, Kharkov, uh, Odessa, Zaporozhye. And we have seen tens of thousands of people come to God. And by the grace of God, new churches, marvelous churches. We love these people. They're beautiful people. They're suffering. The children are suffering. The old people are suffering. Not all of them can leave. We ask you, please stand with us as we work right now for the people of Ukraine. How do you think God feels about human pain and suffering? There's a text in the book of Isaiah that says, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. The British poet, who was also a soldier in the First World War, studded Kennedy, said, God cried himself to sleep last night. He sees much more than we. He saw 10,000 lonely hills, each hill a calvary. I believe today the heart of God is bleeding. And I thank God that around the world there is this tremendous swell of kindness and love. You see, there's more good than evil in the world. And that is because Jesus is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Is there any news from Ukraine that gives you hope? 
we have seen on television great acts of kindness and courage. We've seen magnificent Ukrainian doctors and nurses. We've seen old babushkas, grandmothers, hugging little children. One of the US congressmen was over there at the border, Poland, and he saw the refugees coming across. He saw the love of the Polish people. He broke down and he wept. Love, my friend, is stronger than hate. Acts of kindness are stronger than acts of violence. And today, we send our love to the people of God in Ukraine, to my church members in Kiev, to the Hope team with whom I've worked, those young people, to the pastors, to the doctors, the nurses, God's people, we send you our love and we tell you this. By the grace of God, we will never forsake you and we are standing with you and we ask the people of God to stand with us in Jesus' name. We can all pray that sometime in our lifetime that God's peace will shine throughout the world. Until that day, we urgently need to help the Ukrainian children. The Carter Report team has been to the Ukraine on many of its evangelistic missions. We all love the people of the Ukraine for their openness to the Word of God. Mrs. Carter and the Carter Report team have visited the orphanages in the Ukraine sharing the gospel and giving out Bibles and medicine. They've sat and prayed with the children and the staff that care for them. Please send your support, prayers, and love for the children. They need our help now. You can send your gift for any amount to the address on the screen or call the number. Also, you can donate through the Carter Report website. Thank you for your kindness to the Ukrainian children. You can now find The Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for The Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. 
Reach out to the Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.